When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been thinking, there you go, we're recording. I've been thinking about rare pairs so much and, and, and side characters I love. And I've forgotten so many. I know they're there, but I, I can't. I honestly can't. No, no. I, I know exactly what happened is that you were like me, where you had a, categ- like a categorized book of rare pairs and side characters. And then Meditama happened. Yeah. And that whole book just caught fire. Yeah. And now you don't know anyone else. It's true. That is exactly. I think that's what happened is that you were like me where you had this like itemized list like per series. Mm -hmm. And then one day Miritama just like walked in. Yeah. Did did the bare minimum. And then like all of your eggs went into one basket. Yep. Yep. And all the other baskets caught fire. That is exactly what happened. And I didn't have any insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so the eggs like, are just gone. I think that if I, I, I know for sure that if I sit down with, with, you know, some of these series and I'll be like, all right, you know, because yeah, they you are find, there. You find them all over again. Yeah. It's just that because I always routinely, because I'm cursed, fall in love with the characters that have the less the least screen time like if there's a character who appears for a split second in the background i'm gonna be like that's my favorite character that one yes yes yes, that's me Uh, so yeah welcome to the yaoi shelf (laughs) grab a seat and relax we have a lot of new listeners wow Uh, yeah thank you hi hi welcome i am so sorry that we have neither the intelligence eloquence grace or tact is dr thomas yeah you know i went to i went to a panel on on friday uh, because it was just pride in my in my town and i've been to like three panels a day all week and the final panel i went to was a panel on trans joy which was amazing because it was just trans people being amazing and Mm -hmm. happy and talking about gender euphoria and mm-hmm. one of the panelists she was like you know you need to feel euphoric about your gender regardless of whether you identify as a man a woman or an eldritch abomination and i feel seen okay so yeah we don't have we don't have the eloquence of dr thomas we're just eldritch abominations screeching <laughs> about characters we love I've actually had like a bit of an identity crisis because like we keep getting like all these people who are like, oh my god, this episode was so good. It's like, wow, I cannot wait to let you all down immediately next week because <laughs> I mean, like I can't have, wait. We have a steady audience who have we stuck do, with us for whatever do. reason, so I'm assuming we're doing something right. But we are, but like, I was just sitting there. It's like, man, I can't wait to disappoint all of you because I'm so sorry because um, that's not who we are. We do occasionally 
have some good we do points but we, we are not we are not dr thomas no dr thomas no. we are not but uh welcome to the show again grab a seat and relax uh we are here to talk about rare pairs and side characters because it is corolla's anniversary Yay! One year ago, uh, the show underwent a dramatic and drastic change, and I knew that for whatever reason I wanted to keep the show going. I guess because I'm a masochist and a narcissist. Uh, could be. Could be. Could be both. Maybe. Um, and, you know, I tossed and turned at night thinking who I wanted to be on the show, and I kept remembering this one person who I was in an arranged panel marriage with. <laughs> It's such a what it's an like, experience that was. It's such a bizarre story in hindsight. <laughs> I know it's so weird. I was thinking about it this morning actually, and I was like, "How did that even?" Like in hindsight, it's such a bizarre story. But you know, after a certain point, it's like I can't really see anyone else that I trust, and I chose Corolla, and I genuinely think it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made. But enough me talking, Corolla. Would you like to? tell anything to the audience and listeners about you being here for one whole year i can't believe i've been here for a whole year i know right shocking like it but like it doesn't feel like it's been a year like the only i feel like the only kind of like marker i have on it is that i know that we have our halloween episode coming up and it's like but we just had a halloween episode like we because we did matt mellow and we had a blast and that was a year ago what the hell <laughs> I don't understand anything. I we did have such we had such a good time as Matt and Milo and like we both looked at each other. I still can't remember what the topic of that episode actually was because I keep referring to it as the Death Note episode. <laughs> we covered psychological abuse. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've covered a lot of things. We've we have, a lot of, we have. But we've also talked I mean excessively <laughs> gravitation and boku aka i don't have a problem i don't know what you're no, talking about i have no idea what you're i'm not gonna to. put i'm not gonna put dobby in this drifloon basket oh my god you have a drifloon basket yes. that's new yeah i got it for my birthday <gasps> it's so cute so i'm gonna put dobby right here in the little drifloon basket oh god <laughs> But yeah, no, I've had a blast. It's been a really, really fun and exciting year. And we've done a lot of cool things this year, I feel. We've done things we've never done on the show before. We've <laughs> had guests, really, really good and eloquent and brilliant ones. Uh, we did Fujokan. We did we did Fujokan, uh, which we did in the previous show, but I think we're a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> like, we've, we've done stuff, and I'm so amazed at Corolla. Corolla is truly become a friend and not just a collaborator uh she makes sure that i eat she's worried about how much coffee i have in a day um i that you know my my concerns are valid because honestly listen (laughs) i did i never said they weren't but i also want to mention i mean yes i care about you greatly and i you know i'm looking after you in my own goblin creature kind of way but i also have to admit that i woke up this morning 
And the first thing I did was drink Red Bull because I was so freaking tired. So it's yeah, not like- which is honestly like the most emblematic of Fujin caring is doing the exact wrong thing that you're worried about someone else doing. Like I'm the first to tell my friends at con, oh my god, make sure you eat and drink water, knowing that I haven't eaten anything in days to look yeah. good in the costume, and the only water I've consumed has been like dew off of leaves. Yeah, but I'll be like, you know, like when we did Turicon, and of course, I'm an organizer. So I'm running around telling literally everyone that they need to drink water. Meanwhile, my water bottle is over there at my workstation and I can't get to it because I keep having to work and I haven't had a drink of water. I don't know since Thursday, I guess, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm looking out for everyone else. So that's where we are and what we've been doing. We're here to talk about rare pairs because that is what Curl wanted to talk about for her anniversary. Uh, yes. Let rare pairs and side characters. We're expanding it a little bit just because I feel like if we did just a rare pair episode, um, it would be more chaotic screeching than normal because we both have, which will happen in the Patreon episode. Yes. Patrons look forward to a very chaotic episode in which we go into detail about some of our favorite rare pairs and side characters. Uh, but for the sake of this uh, episode, uh, Curl, would you like to tell the audience what a rare pair is? A rare pair. I mean, I actually did some reading and people disagree on how you qualify something as a rare pair. Of but, course they do. It's yeah, the internet. Of course. Generally speaking, it's, it's a pairing, a ship that is on the less popular side that doesn't mm -hmm. that doesn't have a lot of fan works dedicated to them um and of course the rare pairs can be they can be um characters from the same series or they can be crossover mm -hmm. rare pairs as well there are mm -hmm. there's an abundance i will say this because i as we all know by now am so out of touch with actual fandoms like i just live in my on my own little island you know mm -hmm. paddling around so mm -hmm. i don't actually know what constitutes as rare pairs anymore because i don't know what anyone else is shipping i'm just living in my own little so, bubble at this point <laughs> so, so for me a rare pair has always been more about this is a pairing that a lot of people aren't paying attention to yeah, yeah it isn't yeah. so much that they're just like fringe it's more of just like this is a combination that you know may appear popular or may appear to make sense but people just aren't showing up for it yeah and um, and also i think yes. because we're also bringing the side characters into it because so many rare pairs at least for me are side characters are characters yes. who are essentially just background characters where i'll where, yes. I, where i'll be like yes i want well, that and the other <laughs> side of rare pair can be main characters paired with characters that you wouldn't normally see them yeah. paired with. Yeah. Um, your big shonen series will actually get a decent amount of that because, you know, all the characters are written so horribly that in theory all of them have better chemistry together than many of the female main characters. You're not Am wrong. No. Thank you. So, like, a rare pair... You know, okay, I'm thinking like Big Shonen Naruto. A rare pair could probably be Naruto and Konkuro. But you could probably make a case for that still, considering how close the Sand Village becomes with the Leaf Village, how close Gara and the Sand siblings become with, with yeah. Naruto and his crew specifically. So, like, even if on surface that sounds like two random things, 
you could probably make a case for it. And there's probably at least one or two people that feel very, very strongly about that, which is no besmirchment to them. One of the things that I love about Rare Pair, and Corolla can probably back me up on this, is that this tends to be where you get the most emblematic, like, platonic ideals of, like, what a shipping manifesto is, of what someone who has studied this work more than you could ever imagine, knows it more than the main character, know the main writers, has encyclopedic knowledge and this panel on this page in this chapter their 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 fingers brushed against each other ergo they are married see also yeah amanda talking about matt and mellow can i help you no i'm can just saying you? i'm just saying you're an expert <laughs> i am you know you, know, you are and... a walking matt mellow encyclopedia i love those boys i what also love they? those boys and I they love... are you can't. I don't know if you can call them a rare pair because let's face it, they no, have, they're not a rare no. pair. But that does transition us into side characters. Yeah, and Matt, <laughs> Matt, eight, if you want to open frames. up, if eight you want frames. to open up the dictionary of a side character who is almost in places more popular than main characters, it is Matt. <laughs> He's the poster boy. He's he is the like... poster boy for a character that doesn't get a speaking line until he fucking dies in the anime. And he has like, he has eight, he appears in eight panels. Eight panels. <laughs> and there are people that have dedicated whole ass religions to this man. And rightfully so, because have rightfully you seen so. him? Like He's great. I love that nerd. He's perfect. But... That's a side character. Yeah. Arguably for Mello being main cast because the series is badly written, we spend more time with Nier, who has the emotional intelligence of a <laughs> still dirty potato. I mean. Also, can we agree that the fan theory that Nier eats the plastic toys is real? You know, I'm not going to argue with it because... He eats, those, he eats those toys, right? Of That's what he's he, doing? Yeah. He's just he's eating those toys? I'm, I'm concerned. I have a lot of concerns. But you know, but you're right. Because I've never... Now we're getting into the Death Note ter no, no territory again. But like, I've never been particularly invested in Nier. Because let's face no. it, he, there's... He's... A potato. Yeah. He's he's just there as a like placeholder and he's like supposed to be L light, but he's just boring. Yeah, he is. He I is. like him better now than I used to. And after I read the one shots, um I like him a little more. He, I think because I'm I'm a s I'm a I'm a simpleton and long haired Nair is kind of pretty, but like uh he looks like that one woman who was locked in her room for thir for like 50 years. Don't look which, at pictures of this. Which one? The French one. French. I don't remember her name, but she was locked in her room for like 50 years. And she had like the long hair and she looked like a skeleton a little bit. And like she lost her ability to speak. It was really, really sad. I don't remember her name. I'm working on... I'm not going to say not a lot of sleep. In fact, too much sleep because I've been taking depression naps. Um, 
But you were awake at 4 a.m. this morning. Shut up. For whatever reason. No. <laughs> we're not talking about that. Uh, so that goes into side characters. That's a, that's a tip of the iceberg yeah. of side characters. Um, so now that we've, you know, we've, we've tested the waters. We have, we have some loose definitions. Why do people love this shit so much? Oh, do you want me to answer? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know because because all I could hear Fujin was divide by zero was my own voice screeching inside my head. Why do I do this to myself time and time again? What is wrong with me? Why am I like this? That was what I was thinking because okay. honestly, I don't know. I so, just love them. So here's one writer's perspective. Uh, shockingly, a lot of side characters have the perfect combination of a lot written about them and a little written about mm. them. So, like, we're going to talk about Matt and Mello a lot. If you were hoping for any original takes, I'm deeply sorry. But Matt and Mello... Shut up. <laughs> but Matt and Mello are the perfect example of not necessarily rare pair, but side character bliss. There is a horrifying amount of information about these guys once you get to the end that's canon, but there's also a lot that's left up for just yeah. utter debate. We don't know what these guys were doing in between joining Whammy's house, leaving Whammy's house, and then even Kira as a case, because Lord knows that's not their first case. We don't even know what they're doing behind the scenes for all of the Kira case. I know what they're doing behind the scenes. I, we know what they're doing. <laughs> but, you know, we, we just know that for whatever reason, outside of the Yotsuba thing and kidnapping Light's fucking sister, because that's what you do, that Mello's just making every bad decision. We know that. Just every bad decision, Mello's chosen, yes, let's do that. And then... Whatever the fuck Matt's doing, which has to be important because Mello wouldn't keep him around if it wasn't important. No, he wouldn't. That's the thing. So then you have this character, Matt, who really is, he's a blank slate, but with a lot of the lines drawn Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. So you can paint him however you want, as we discovered. We don't know what color hair he fucking has because the internet decided he's a redhead. Yeah, and, and, and the fandom is still... Kind of sticking to it, even though we we no longer know at this stage. Um, but we don't know what he's doing. We just know it's important enough that Mello keeps him around. We know it matters enough that Mello trusts him with his life because he's not going and doing this shit with Nier. He's not doing this stuff with Watari. He's not doing this stuff with anyone else. He's doing it with Matt. We know that they clearly made a connection when they were in school. Clearly, because yep. Mello's not, again, Mello's not doing this with anyone else. So we have all of this open text that, especially Fujin, we love those crevices. Those mm -hmm. are the crevices we love because there's some definition, but not a lot of definition. Mm -hmm. And we can just wriggle on in there, you know, get comfy and be like, yeah. I'm going to make some gay subtext here. Yeah, exactly. And that's what and, happens. And it's like, again, you know, like, because when you're talking about, about 
fandom in general and shipping in general and talking about mm-hmm. how the term yaoi supposedly or it, it originated as as you know from that one dojin and mm-hmm. and then they were like oh what what should it stand for and they were kind of jokingly stating that it was yamanashi oshinachi iminashi no point no plot mm-hmm. no meaning yeah but mm-hmm. there's still a something so there's just yes. something between the characters yes. that we are that we're seeking to to explore and and that is you know that per, per, perfect combination of okay clearly they have something clearly yep. there's a depth to this character or to this pairing and we get to fill it and yes and we get to fill it with whatever we want and then in some cases like with math for instance you have this mm-hmm. this extremely well developed head canon that is just like that everyone agrees on that yeah. everyone's kind of on board with yeah, absolutely. And I think it's funny that Matt is so emblematic of this. And we'll talk about other characters, uh, especially in the Patreon episode, not trying to plug too much. Um, but Matt really is one of the perfect examples of this because, yeah, like there, we know a lot about him by the end of the series. We know his real name. We know his birthday. We know how tall he is. You know, we know his age. We know a lot about him. But we also don't know a lot about exactly, him. Exactly, yeah. So it's really, really easy to embody those spaces where there's, so like at least, so like me as a fan fiction writer, one of the reasons why I continue to love writing fan fiction is that I'm not great with just giving me a blank piece of paper. Like I was actually mm-hmm. just talking about this on my other show. I like painting things. Give me like a wooden cutout. Fucking love that. Give me 50 of those and I'll go crazy. If you give me just a blank canvas and, like, some watercolor, I'm not going to know what to fucking do. Hmm. That doesn't make me any less creative. No. That doesn't make me any less an artist, even though I'll struggle to call myself an artist. You know, I have a hard time if you just say, write a story. Well, because I get in my head and, like, there is no original story. Every, Every story is just the same three Shakespearean plays. I get in my head and, you know, I'm just, like, dividing by zero. Yeah. But I love fan fiction because mm-hmm. here's this sandbox. Here's this lovely sandbox that someone else made. Hello, Sansa. Hello, um, Sansa. Here's this lovely sandbox that someone else made. And lo and behold, tragically, much of the sandbox is garbage. Or at least is garbage in my opinion. As, you know, the, the elite alpha Fujin. Most <laughs> of the sandbox is garbage because there's not enough gay in it. <laughs> There's not enough characters that I like, and there's not enough gay. I think that not enough gay is a perfectly valid argument. Because we all know if we if 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 either Corolla or I got to rewrite Death Note, that is a very different series. I am forever stuck on the fact that I read that one Dojin before I got to that one chapter in the manga, and therefore. I honestly thought they were going to have filthy sex on the cell floor, and I was very confused. Also, can we just pause for a second there? I have never understood why that was the idea. Like, I have to monitor this horny teenage boy. I know what I'm going to do. Voyeurism. Yeah, like, I've never understood... And, like, people will get mad, like, to this, like, oh, I can't believe that you ship Light and L. It's like, because L hasn't made a straight choice this entire case. 
What do you mean? This is canon. I don't know what you see. I don't know if we're watching the same show. But. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's. I mean, it's right there. Right. Like, Elle hasn't made a, a straight choice the entire time. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, like, if you gave us the keys to Death Note, it'd be a, a bit of a different series. Yeah. Um, and honestly, what's amazing about side characters as well is that it can honestly be characters that are a part of your main ensemble. Mm. We're focusing on non-BL works just because it ties into the whole BL fan creation thing. But BL is rife with it as well. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time watching Gravitation thinking... I would just love to watch Toma torture Mr. Sakuno. Okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. For I've 25 agreed. episodes. I, I agree with this one, actually. I'd love to see just a mini series that is like a YouTube like vlogging thing of just K with guns. Love that. Yeah. But it's like, but you know, I and I do this, and I was looking through my shelf because I know that there's a lot of manga that I own that is like, I don't have anything against the main couple, but you know, no. in BL, we typically have, which again, isn't really as irrational as a lot of people used to think, because look at me now, I don't have any cishet friends anymore. We're all gay or queer in some fashion, but, but you know, all the, like everyone in BL are gay and there's always like more than one couple especially in series mm -hmm. that go on for multiple volumes there will be mm -hmm. these side characters and i do have a tendency of getting more invested in like the random friend's boyfriend than the main couple sometimes absolutely and one of the most recent examples is um i was watching the cherry magic drama like the drama series mm -hmm. and i'm not a big fan i mean i know a lot of people disagree with me i'm not a big fan of cherry magic because it does too much of that thing that i don't like where it's like why must everyone be an adult who is so stinking pure that they've never kissed or held hands or and i know that that's part of the concept because the concept is you're a virgin and that's why you're a wizard now like anyway i was watching the drama and i became completely obsessed with Minato the delivery boy who becomes one half of like the side couple that doesn't get any time and I love him so much and I love them so much and if they get a spin-off series I will be so happy because that's right, who I like, am like I mean again obviously unoriginal take here twittering birds has that with a bunch of characters mm -hmm. that I'm just sitting here looking like What's y'all's day like? Yeah. What are y'all doing? What is a day in the life of this company where Yashiro is just fucking people in the middle of the day? Can I get just a size sort of what Nanahata's doing? Yeah, right? That. What is, like, what are those, like, you know, like, you know, daily life comics? Give me that with Nanahata. Yeah. Please. I am but you begging. But you get so much of that with BL as well. Like you'll yes. have these, like the main story, and then like the the spinoffs, and mm -hmm. and and all of these volumes. And because I think BL mangaka are, you know, they because they are us. They know that this is going mm -hmm. to happen, so they'll be like, okay, I'm gonna tell their story next, and I'll be like, they'll be like, well, 
And there are some BL masters that are amazing at it. Obviously, mm. it's not the Yaoi Shelf without mentioning Fumi Oshinaga. She does a lot of that. Antique Bakery is rife with it. Where, yeah, you do have to know some of the relationships that are going on in the background. Like the fact that Eiji is fucking his much older French teacher. Because Tachibana makes him learn French to be a baker. And he starts fucking Constance, his French teacher. As one does. As one does. Um, and it's a bit of a scandal, because like she's significantly older than him. Um, you know, you have to know all of these side relationships. And then, you know... Antique Bakery does it best, where a character that appears for one episode changes my entire perception on why I love terrible blonde men. And you do love a terrible blonde man. Oh, I love a terrible blonde man. I do, I do. And you get some series that are so aware of it. Uh, one of my favorites, and it's one that I don't talk about enough, um, it's the world that revolves around um, Al and Neri. Which is a classic at this stage, um, done by the same creator. Oh my god, they've done a bunch. It's Basso. Sorry, it's Basso. Um, and it's about this Italian couple, this Italian gay couple. And yeah, it's about them, but it's also about everyone around them. It's about the guy that owns the gelato shop. It's about the guy that owns the cafe. It's about the other two homosexuals who are sluttier than Alan Neri. Like, it's about all of these things and the world surrounding them. Because you're never just in a bubble. And I loved that about yeah. a lot of, like, mid, like, 2000s BL, especially, is that there were entire side stories of just, hey, those two characters that you thought you know, we forgot about. We didn't. They're actually in this relationship and here they are. Uh, Toritani mm -hmm. did that a lot with their characters where it's like, oh, hey, those other guys that are in this environment, here's stories about them because they yeah. also have stories. Um, so BL has been doing this, um, which is one of the reasons why I think it's more interesting to approach it from the non-BL lens because BL, again, mostly written by fans, has been doing this. It has been acknowledging mm -hmm. that, yeah, that one character that you thought you'd never see again, just kidding, they matter a lot, which is why when you get to non-BL works, fangirls still, you know, we have we have those goggles. Yeah. We have those Fujin goggles that are trained. That one guy's only spoken one line. He's going to be really fucking important in a minute. You know, we have that. Um, who are the two ninja... That were like best friends during the tuning exam. Kotetsu that and Those hoes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Kotetsu and Izumo are clearly married. And Obviously. then there's and then there's Hayata and Gemma. And Hayata, Gemma, okay. and Izumo essentially look like they're the same person. They are all the same characters with different hair. Except Kotetsu, who has the spiky hair and the yes. beard. But so he and Izumo are clearly married, but Obviously. I will gladly ship those two with Genma and Hayata any day. Like that okay. foursome. I, yes. I have a slight confession to make. I much rather put Hayate with Kakashi Sensei. I'll take it. Thank you. Or also, I just like that weird sleepy man to myself. Since but I was like, a kid. Yeah, but they are, the, they are such a perfect example. And that was like they my are. first. My first thought when we started talking about making this episode yes. was those four because they are yes. the perfect example. So, fun fact about me: I collect uh, the Naruto trading card game. Don't we ask didn't me even to... have that here. I I 
I I've been deprived. Deprived. I don't know how to play it. Don't ask anyone who knows. Don't don't ask anyone who has these cards to play it. None of us fucking know. They're bookmarks to me. Uh, but I would just collect them. Like yeah. <laughs> A lot of these characters are in pairs in the card game. They don't get individual cards. They're in pairs. Hayate gets his own card because he does that one thing where he's by himself for a little while mm. where he fights Baki. But like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so he gets his own card because he did the one thing. But but the other ones that you mentioned, they're on a card pair together. They do not get individual cards. Like No. But they're attached at the hip. They are. And, you know, I think about, you know, my, my brain is still spinning a little bit from Dr. Thomas being on. And yeah. thinking about, like, oh, you know, this stuff isn't just girls who want to see boys kissing. It's not. And, like, one thing that I remember being a young Fujin is, oh, you guys will just ship anyone. Sure. Sure. There are sure. some of us that will do that. Absolutely. Do I have any reason to think that certain characters are fucking each other? No, I don't. Outside of hopes, dreams, and feelings. <laughs> Which are valid. Yeah, you know, valid. but at the same time, most of it, there's more thought than you think. Yeah, yeah. And tying it back to canonicity, there's usually, you know, some kind of reason why we feel this way. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very rarely, I would say, is it just we've you know thrown darts out of board and now these two characters are fucking? Yeah, has that happened? Fuck oh, yes, sure. of course it has. These and characters are in the same goddamn series, you know. So sometimes it's literally as simple as okay, but I like their designs and they would look hot together. Like yeah, and I just want to see is. that. But sometimes, sometimes it it's like, for instance, Kotetsu and Izumo are so tightly knit together that people generally tend to not know which is which because mm -hmm. they are a unit and mm -hmm. there's no way to not sort of think of them as a unit and as a couple and then mm -hmm. you have other pairings that are based on things like these characters will have a very deep understanding of each other because they come from similar backgrounds or, or they have similar experiences that mm -hmm. that where you would want to see them explore that together or help each other through it like there's a lot of that as well mm -hmm. um and i think especially again because going back to the naruto fandom there's so much of it there because again everyone has a fucking tragic backstory no one was happy everyone was incredibly gay but you know there's so much there are you know there are all of these factors that you can bring into it that are mm -hmm. just beyond Oh, I want to see them kiss because I think it would look neat, you know. Absolutely. And I think we really need to, I mean, people do it less because we've branched into the whole, like, oh my gosh, you know, BL is just problematic. But, like, if any of you still have people that are looking at you and being like, oh, it's just girls being dumb and, you know, smutty. And it's like, one, most of us aren't girls. <laughs> most of us. For one. For one, most of us aren't girls. Two, you know, again, it's like what Dr. Thomas said. You're you're in you're getting into this bad faith idea that we're not thinking about this critically. And I would argue May I interest you in a smoking hot fresh episode featuring Dr. Thomas just click right. on the sidebar or whatever. Yeah. 
you know, you're, you're, you're asking, you're, you're basically assuming that we've not given any thought to this <laughs> when there is no group of people who've given thought to something more mm -hmm. than Fujin. The and that is, you know, both thoughts on how would they, you know, how would they act exactly. as a couple? What is their dynamic? Exactly. But also the critical thinking of how am I engaging with this? You know, mm -hmm. the moral and ethical questions. It's all there. It is. It is. Um, so that's kind of how rare pair inside characters happen. There's some, why do we love it? Why do some series creators seem to hate them the pairs or the side characters honestly i think more side characters because what tends to happen is uh again going back to our roots which is shonen a lot of them do tend to die horribly or just forgotten i have no idea what you're talking about because i can assure you that everyone is fine and i am perfectly happy in my little house in denial land where everyone is alive and well and thriving, Amanda. Where no one has died, everything no, is okay. No, everything Neji is, is still here. No, don't bring Neji into this. Neji is still I'm here. So Neji is still around. He's still here. Everything is fine. Um, I am fine. You know, writer to writer, I have to admit, when you've built yourself this giant ensemble cast and everyone keeps paying attention to the one tree in the background, I can imagine it's a little bit discouraging. But I think it's fun, though. Like, I mean, again, I'm such a side character whore that that yeah. might be why. Because but when, when I published my most recent novel, you know, because mm -hmm. supporting characters are, are there for a reason. They do serve yeah. a purpose. And so Noah lives in this like in this shared house with with these mm -hmm. boys and they you know the rainbow collective they have a they have a lot of fun and there's mm -hmm. this one character insung and insung is probably the side character that gets the least amount of attention in the story and literally everyone i know who has read this book are obsessed with him and i think it's mm -hmm. so funny because i've managed to create someone who is that to someone else yeah. because he doesn't he just sort of floats around and everyone is obsessed with him. And I love so, that. So I think, you know, from the mainstream writer perspective, it must be, again, like, I can imagine, because there are some series, um, Subasa Reservoir Chronicles comes to mind. No one cares about Sharon and Sakura. <laughs> if they were to fall off a cliff episode three, we'd all be happier. Everyone wanted the Kurofai show. <laughs> But I think that's so much fun too. If you if you think about particularly again like the mainstream series and like shonen series and things, mm -hmm. they always have the character rankings in like Jump and, yes. and similar publications, and yes. you'll have these totally random like just <laughs> the sidiest of side characters hasn't <laughs> spoken is is like a chibi three panels over, and it's like that's him. That's yeah, and he's like. He's like not even in the. He's in the top tier. He's like in the top three for some reason. The author well, is know, sitting there like. I know that fuck? happened a few times with Full Metal Alchemist. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was always popular. No one gave a fuck and a half about Alphonse. And yeah, I know, one right? Of Mustangs, usually Gremlin associates. <laughs> it's like, oh, how do we have a world where Havoc is more popular than Alphonse? I know, it's so, like, again, we're watching, because we're watching Brotherhood now. We have, like, ten episodes left. I'm, But we're enjoying it. I mean, 
in, in the sense that you can enjoy something that is so incredibly depressing because of Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, but really like is. but I because I watched the old show and I can't really remember it a lot because I did only watch it once and it's a million years ago. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't remember Alphonse as having a lot of agency because, you know, it was like Ed's show and Al was just there. And so when Al is actually doing things, I'm like, wow, he's actually, you know, he's not that, you know, he's not that useless. But I never realized because no one ever pays any attention to him. And I don't know if that is because, you know, Al is a giant piece of armor and he's not a sexy Bishonen. So I'm a soft apologist for the original because I don't like some of the decisions that were made in Brotherhood. I will not say them because I don't want to ruin anything for you. So like I just I'm not crazy about some of the decisions that were made in Brotherhood. So I am a pretty big apologist for the original run of the series. Yes, but I I'm, enjoyed the original series yeah. as well. Though. But um, I know it's strays from canon. You can fuck right off with that. I don't care. I write fan fiction. Nothing is canon anymore. I am God. Um, <laughs> and you're new, allowed. Yeah. New sticker coming to the shop. Nothing is canon. <laughs> I am God. Uh, Alphonse did have a shocking amount of agency. And he also had a shocking amount of sway over his brother. So that voice of reason for Edward's like raging narcissism boner was Alphonse. The hmm. humanity was Alphonse. The person usually telling Edward to stop before he beats the tar out of someone is Alphonse. In that weird, like, symbolic way, he is the human heart of the show. Hmm. So he tends not to look like he has a lot of agency, but it's what we call in politics soft power. So I think him not being a sexy Bishonen doesn't help him like design and fan work wise because unless you do the fanfic that scarred me for life you can't really do a lot of elric cest and yet uh, it, unless you want to do shota elric cest which i'm gonna go ahead and say i do not advocate for uh so it's hard to i mean frankly it's hard to sexualize him frankly it's hard to sexualize him not impossible as we've seen but it is hard to sexualize him and I mean, anything is possible. It's fandom. So, like... Yes. So, people but, created. And not just physically. I think, honestly, like, emotionally, mm. it's kind of hard to sexualize him. Mm. Like, I don't read a lot of Elric Cest, mostly because of the fan fiction that scarred me for life. But, like, even the couple of times before I had read it, it, it feels wrong. Yeah. But I have characters like that, too. Yeah. And, like, not even in the obvious incest part, but just, like, it feels like this isn't something... It feels too out of character, both for Edward and then for Alphonse. Hmm. Because you either have to make Alphonse some kind of, like, slutty little minx. Right. I'm struggling. Or you have to make Edward, like, a super predator. Which, right. That exact thing. <laughs> yes. If you're a listener only, I'm so sorry. But that exact, yes. You have to do one of those two things and neither fit. Yes. So, you know, it's it's hard to sexualize Alphonse. It's hard to give him 
you know, it's hard to put him in a lot of fan works. You know, it, it's hard because in a lot of ways, he is that pure human beating mm. heart. He is also the MacGuffin. <laughs> the what? He He's the MacGuffin. What the hell is a MacGuffin? Okay, so Alfred Hitchcock coined this term called a MacGuffin, and it's the item that matters most to the series. So, like, the Maltese Falcon, or, like, the Infinity Stones, or something mm. like that. But, at any point in time, you could swap out the MacGuffin for something else, and the item doesn't really matter, but its place in the story is still important. Mm. So, at any point in time, you can punch out the Maltese Falcon and replace it with a Babe Ruth. The baseball player? No, the candy bar. Oh. Oh! Remember, Norway. Sorry. I don't know all your strange candy bars. Yeah, the candy bar. You could replace the Maltese socket with a Babe Ruth, and realistically, the story doesn't change that much. Hmm. It's still the magical acting item. It's just no longer a Maltese Falcon, it's a Babe Ruth. Mm -hmm. So really, for Full Metal Alchemist, Alphonse is a MacGuffin. He's the physical embodiment of something that we need to fix. That's yeah. also probably one of the reasons why it's, one, hard to sexualize him, and two, it's honestly kind of hard to get in his head. Yeah. Because there's nothing there. A. <laughs> like, A. A. <laughs> oh, you're so proud of yourself. I, you're just oh. like, you're so smug. <laughs> another thing that i took with me from the trans joy panel someone someone raised their hand and they were like um yeah so so i'm very euphoric about my gender and my Mm -hmm. question is how how do i go about this without being a smug dick about it and the panel was like be a smug dick. Exactly. Be a so, smug dick. That's yeah, it's you great. Right now. Yeah, that's just- yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a smug oh, dick more than I like admitting, but that's I enjoy I it. I enjoy I it. it. That's why I ended up being mellow. It's like I'm I a smug dick. Smugness. I'm so but, excited uh, for Halloween. <laughs> so you get to be the smug dick. You get to be the smug yeah, but I also get time. to be the cryptid child. <laughs> We're both playing cryptid children. It's in, our thir- very- in our fucking 30s. The children are going to lose their mind. Listen! Listen! <laughs> I am a fucking adult, and I do what I want. The children are going to lose their minds. But how many uh, children listeners do if you if you're if you're an anti child still listening to this show? Thank you for your ad money. We appreciate. Wow. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, if writers occasionally hate side characters as they often get sidelined or shoved into a corner, or killed, or murdered horribly, why do writers keep making side characters more important or more interesting than main characters? You know, I think it's the freedom. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I remember reading over some of uh, the manga cause notes on Mellow, because again, if you were expecting an original take from us, you are wrong. <laughs> and that Mellow really was this character study in 
what would like the anti L be? <laughs> Someone who's just as intelligent, but has no emotional intelligence, cannot read the room, is willing to shoot the farmer to make an omelet. What is the what is the anti L? Because you know, near is supposed to be, you know, L 2.0. He's supposed to be the better L. He's but less he emotional. He's not. The case was already solved. He's not smart. He just <laughs> survived due to attrition. He waited it out. It was like a chess game. He just sat I mean, there. Obviously, he is smart because he was one of the Vami kids. Like, we've already made that argument for math. So we can't say that Nier is stupid. I'm not. I did not know. You're no. not twisting my words against me. I didn't say he was stupid. I said he's boring. <laughs> I, and 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 I and I said the, and I said the case was solved. L yeah. had this case solved by episode three. Yeah, and that's the thing again. And I know we've talked about this in like five other episodes. He had it solved. He was just you know keeping Playing his man games. around. Yeah, yeah. He was just fooling around with his boyfriend. He was enjoying himself. He was having he was having a time. Uh, I mean, and again, what is it? You know, these characters are just like you know, but you can play your little couple games. Without bringing literally everyone else into it. Like, why did you have to go and make this everybody else's problem? Like, Jesus. I don't have answers for you. But, you know, when I was looking at a lot of those notes, and even looking at, like, Matt, it's obvious there's thought put into these characters. It's clear that there's thought put into these characters. They wouldn't mm. be there if there wasn't thought put into these characters. Exactly. Which is, you know, what I said. Because, yes. you know, one, going back to what you said, that, that... The side characters, regardless of the intention of the author, mm -hmm. they become popular with the fans because the fans find something with them. Be that, you know, whatever they bring to the table or, you know, that they just have a cool character design, whatever. But speaking as an author, you know, every character does have a purpose. Sometimes mm -hmm. that purpose is just filling out space in the background. But sometimes that purpose is like, you need this character for the plot to move forwards. You need this mm -hmm. character to be a part of the supporting mm -hmm. cast for the main character's story to move forward. So, yes. so the side characters, they do play important roles. They do. But, and, and they leave the fans with a lot of creative freedom because they can, you know, again, similar but very differently to the whole... Um, self-insert type characters that you find in like Otome series and, mm -hmm. and a lot of like hot, hot, rever reverse Harem type series mm -hmm. where they have no personality and everyone hates them. These mm -hmm. characters have clear personality traits and often it's just like at least this is you know how I'm attracted to characters. There will be like one thing about them that I really love and I'll turn into a raving lunatic about it and I'll be obsessed with this one thing about them and mm -hmm. and then you fill in the rest. Absolutely. And like I think one other big thing is important to mention is, you know, for as much as we talk about, you know, side characters, you know, not being important and not mattering, <clears throat> uh, most of the time they do a lot. Yeah, um, they do. To bring it back to BL a little bit, there is no Twittering birds without Nanahata. Mm -hmm. You don't there's not a series without him. Yashiro's murdered in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Without that man. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Like, it's without Nanahata. That, no. That man is murdered somewhere in a ditch. Like, 
you need these side characters mm. to maintain a lot of the world, a lot of the yeah. artifice around it. Oftentimes also to keep your series grounded in some kind yeah. of reality. A lot of side characters are doing a lot of the heavy lifting of providing commentary. Yeah. Especially exactly. in BL, which is necessary. It's a lot of the side characters that are usually doing the whole like, why don't you just say you're fucking gay? Yeah. And and I was just about to say that because mm -hmm. a lot of the time you will have characters that are, you know, they they aren't good with words or they are in situations where they can't fully express themselves for whatever reason and you mm -hmm. need someone to pull them out of it and to provide commentary and to mm -hmm. sort of launch things make mm -hmm. things happen and that's why you need the side characters and that doesn't Absolutely. have anything to do with the main character being underdeveloped but sometimes like Especially when dealing with character types, it mm -hmm. can be really hard to move things forward because the character mm -hmm. type itself stands in the way, even though it's a great character. And so you need that one, you know, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the comedy thing, you know, like Manzai, you have the, mm -hmm. you have the bokeh and the straight, like the straight man and, and the silly one. And, and that's kind of, kind of how it works, just not necessarily comedic. But mm -hmm. it's, it's for an effect. It's for a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And um, honestly, one of the things I love about side characters so often is that, one, yes, they are providing a lot of necessary commentary. They also tend to make the series feel a little bit more real. I know a lot of BL sometimes, like, the cast is too intimate. Like, you're only seeing, like, one or two. Like, you're seeing the main pairing and that's it. So yeah. these worlds tend to feel a little lifeless, a little soulless, a little you know, too fixated. And then, you know, you get a side character who breathes life. Um, Liza, a gentleman's manners did that with Angel, where Angel is a character that you only meet for a few pages, but he breathes his new life into the work because at, for a while, it's really only focused on Jonathan and Dr. Haskins, which is wonderful. Love those two. They're horrible and they deserve each other. But <laughs> love that series uh but you know it is a very intimate you know series and you don't really get a lot from other characters and you almost do get sort of like overwhelmed mm. by these two i think like when i think about a lot of works by um asumiko uh, nakamura yeah. and why i don't like them outside of classmates is that they are these kind of like empty case studies because um i remember i marathon jade no subete here we go Shut up. No, it's fine. Uh, we haven't talked about Jane Osobete in a while, so... Good. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> like that I brought it up. Um, but Jane Osobete feels very empty. And though the series is, you know, all about Jay, yes, that's true, but it's just this concentrated character study on all of these horrible things mm -hmm. that give you no levity, no break, nothing. And you just feel yourself melting in and suddenly you're Jay and everything horrible happening to him is happening to you. And then you have to go cry in your college dormitory. It's a lot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I love classmates so much is mm -hmm. you do get the main pairing and then all of their friends who are like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And like, it's so much richer and livelier yeah and i'm not saying that that's bad i'm if you like jay no subete i mean i ask are you in therapy like if jay no subete is like one of your favorites i will ask if you are in therapy 
Uh, but that doesn't make it a bad series. It's just a different way to approach mm. it. And when people have valid criticisms about it, I can see it. Mm. If someone were to say, Jenu Subete was a little intense, yeah, I understand where you are coming from, my friend. Mm. Um, so we need side characters oftentimes to be a lot of honestly cushion for the pushing for your main honestly one that comes to mind a lot is nagisa and free because even though we can say <laughs> nagisa is main cast he's not really main cast i'm sorry he's not except that main- one horrible episode where nagisa yes. was sad that just broke everyone's heart yeah like what like the- for him supposed to be main cast he's not main cast i'm sorry but a he's lot of a lot of series have that problem. He's important, but, you know, he's not main cast. But you need a lot of Nagisa to get shit done. Hmm. Oron comes to mind with that with the twins, where are they main cast? Arguably not. Do you need them to move 80% of the plot? Yes, you yes. do. And also, honestly, to be there. No, also they just to be are... There. I mean, they're the spine of that show. I don't know why they anyone are. else is watching it, but but yeah, and 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 again, because you know, and they bring out things in the characters, and and we see this like if you compare it to real life, we have different relations and kind of like slightly different approaches to ourselves mm-hmm. depending on who we're with. So mm-hmm. seeing how your main cast communicates or mm-hmm. acts around. A particular side character you know helps you to understand them better and you need that side character to do that and Absolutely. and if if a side character can make the main character or the main cast you know move in a different way or act in a slightly different way then then mm-hmm. that also attributes a lot of power to that side character because it's like oh what is it with them that you know makes the main character trust them for instance or yes they make them show sides of themselves that you wouldn't see otherwise absolutely so that's one of the big reasons why uh these you know why side characters oftentimes in a lot of ways are better than your mains Let's spend a decent amount of time talking about the fan responses to side characters. We touched on it a little bit, but I don't think that we really have imbued upon you guys how much we care about some of these absolutely nothing characters. Don't talk about my children like this. They're superstars. All of them. Even the ones I can't remember because my, my head is just a black hole that consists of Tamaki. Because you my baby, really, you really do have Tamaki brain rot. I know it's so, and it. Oh God! I, I almost so... understand it for him, almost. But he's perfect. I. I just. He's. <laughs> I love him so. I don't know much. what that sound was that I just made, and we're not going to ask questions about it. I don't know what that noise was, but we're just going to deal with it. So. Fans are perceptive. We're Mm. smarter than you think. And we see these things. We spotted, we spotted Matt and we're like, huh. Yeah. Who's that? Who's who's that? Who's he? What's he got? What's he got going on? 
Can we and have some more of that, please? We, yeah. yeah. And, you know, to, to, to bemoan the olden days, we researched and we mm. spent time and we learned and we read. Oh, my God. Do you remember, like, those, like, character guides, those, like, really, really intense, thick character guides that you mm. would get? I have so many of them. They have saved my ass so many times while writing. If you want a writing tip from Amanda, get you a fucking character guide. Yep. Um, life-saving. Life-saving. Gen genuinely life-saving. If you want a writing tip from an old fanfic writer, get you a character guide. They're and very you know, yes. it's one of those things that honestly speaking was a necessity because you know the internet was not developed and you it wasn't you bought the physical media and and you know which is why i don't own a lot of character guides because we didn't really get any you know what i have ones for the series that i really really like i have two of the bleach ones uh that go up into the visored arc which of course like, are my favorite characters i have an inuyasha one i have a full metal alchemist original anime one and I have the Death Note one. And I think I have one Naruto one. So, you know, all the big series that I've been writing yeah. think about. So, I don't. do I have every character guide? Obviously not. But, like, the ones that I care about also. I almost bought you a Banana Fish art book. But I didn't know if you were going to hurt me. I, I probably have it. See, that's my thing. I was at a store. And I was like, I don't know what all what Curl has. And I don't want to send her something. And then she'd just be like, why the fuck have you sent me trauma? I've been having this fucked up urge to rewatch Banana Fish lately, and I don't know why. Because honestly, I just want to be happy. I mean, I've but... been having the fucked up urge to rewatch Supernatural. No. Okay, so one of the panels I went to this week was on queer video game characters with author and podcaster and everything with Superhuman Laura Dale, mm -hmm. and which was amazing. She's really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and she was talking, like, it was like a, like a divergence from whatever it was she was talking about, and Tumblr came up, and someone said, Super Hulock, and the entire room, including Laura Dale, just, just groaned. groaned. It was yeah, just, just like, oh! Just, just, uh, <laughs> it was so just, funny! <laughs> don't do it! You don't want to do really, this to It genuinely is... And I, I don't like throwing this word around, like, casually. It really is a form of PTSD at this stage. That, like, if you're in a group with fans of a certain age and you say Super Hulock, that's that's the response you're going to get. Yeah. It's just, but I think that in some cases it's actually a genuine... It's, like, genuinely okay to refer to it as PTSD because these fandoms, like, some some of us have serious actual trauma from fandom. And I think yes. particularly now because everything has gone to hell. Um, yes. But that's a we're different not, story. Yeah, we're, we're not, not here to... That today. No. We're not talking no. about that today. Today we we're talking about our favorite... We can't do that today. I love uh, that character. Yeah, we both love side characters so much, and um, I think I I love that that was the episode, the uh, topic that Corolla chose for our anniversary. But fans love this because, again, we have those Fujin goggles. We're trained to look at everything. We're trained to look for those patterns, and oftentimes your side characters in a lot of these series 
are more engaging, are more interesting. And again, it's that perfect mix of being very well developed and not very well developed mm. at all. And that's like the perfect Fujin space is, uh, so like I've been on this tear of writing Full Metal Alchemist fan fiction. And of course, like Mustang and Hughes comes back up in my head every once in a while, because I do firmly believe that they fucked around. Like I, I do obviously believe that they stopped when Hughes got married and like met Gracia. I don't think that Hughes ever cheated on his wife. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that those two men have a platonic liking for each other, I think you're full of shit. First of all, they're in the army. <laughs> where gay things do happen. I was waiting for you to say it because I can't say it as an American. <laughs> Someone will kick down my door. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you in danger. You did? I was like, <laughs> also because it's 9-11 and you said that? Oh god, yeah. So I can't say that? I'm sorry. Just, you know, it's just me and my social democracy being over here like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, I had to let you say that, because if I yeah. say that... I can, because, yeah. listen, I'm in Norway, and... and we do things differently. You guys do. You guys do. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I firmly believe that those guys did some stuff. And, you know, again, there's these two characters that are pretty well developed. But there's this gap. There's mm. this gap that we kind of can't account for. We know the bones, but we don't know how the bones are arranged. Mm. Um, if you ever want a trip, uh, this is me showing that I'm a nerd, is look up how fossils of dinosaurs used to be arranged. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, metaphor, one, isn't it? that one dinosaur that is yes. like the worst skeleton yes. ever. Yeah. yeah, there's one in Germany and they called it like a unicorn and it's just like... Yes! <laughs> yeah, like that's what it is. It's We have the bones. We know the bones, but we don't know how the bones are arranged. Hmm. And again, Fujin and all those that create fan works, I don't want to dismiss those that create hetero fan works. Uh, just fans in general, we can do a lot with them bones. Mm -hmm. We can do a lot with them bones. And we can make them jump other bones. We frequently make them jump other bones. I enjoy so, that the most. <laughs> so that's the space that a lot of us are most comfortable in is you know we know the start and we know the end it's that middle that we can't account for mm -hmm. and there's a lot of room in that middle that we can fill in with our other stuff <laughs> yep yep and that's why we love them that's why we mm -hmm. love it um again in the patreon episode we'll talk more about some of our favorite uh, side characters and rare pairs and you'll get to hear us gush more in depth over that but for the sake of an episode i think this is a pretty good overview of hmm. rare pair side characters and why really they're amazing and they've always been amazing yeah and you know i get it you know from a writer perspective i'd probably be frustrated if everyone was just like that lamp is really cool <laughs> But then also, why is your lamp more interesting than your entire main cast? Is what I would argue. 
is then to me as a creator, you need to turn that on its head. It's okay. What is wrong with my main cast that everyone keeps looking over <laughs> here? What happened? Cause like, yeah, like code Geass comes to mind a lot of times with that. Honestly, most of the clamp stuff comes to mind because clamp had a chronic side character is a more interesting uh, thing where it's like, Hey, what's going on over there? Hmm. What's going? Hey, hey, hold up! No, 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 no! What's going on over there? <laughs> I, no, I don't want. I don't want to go back to the children being stupid. What's going on over there? I mean, yeah, but also I will say that I I do enjoy my my Susa Lulu, so you know, or Lula Susa. I do think Lelouch tops, but it's easier to say it like Susa Lulu. You think Lelouch tops Suzaku? Yes. Now I'm unsure. I haven't been on this boat for a while. Yeah, because you're ass backwards. But he's... <laughs> I don't know. No. I mean, honestly, I, I just want them together, and I'm you, like... Yeah, no, 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 no. You are... No, no, ma'am. Incorrect. I'm gonna... I'm going to have to get back to this in the Patreon app because I'm going to have to do some research because now I've hurt myself in my confusion. <laughs> I would I would go back and revisit Code Geass, but you know what? I'm not ready for that kind of pain. I'm not either. Like I'm not geez, either. No. No, he doesn't. No, sweetie. Lelouch, I don't think Lelouch has topped anything. I don't. Except for maybe Rolo. Oh God, Rolo! Wrong with you? Oh God, this also reminds me. Have you seen that one statue of Suzuki and Lelouch? That one fucking expensive out of print statue that I love and that I would like to have in my home. I Do you have so money for it? I don't even think you can get it anymore. You I just... think I think I saw it on some site like last year and it was so expensive and it was second hand I was like but I, I need, need I I need it but I also need to live you know like yeah exactly it's like I also need money for survival I could buy it but also have you seen the economy It's a uh, not great my gamer uh <laughs> Shut up. So I didn't say anything. I felt it. You didn't have to say anything. I felt it in the air. Uh I had a lovely time talking about one of my favorite things with one of my yeah. favorite Fujin. Wow. Uh we Whoa. are all over social media, uh Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Discord. We have a Discord that I will get better about actually linking. And we have a Patreon. Patrons of a certain rank start getting uh, free other videos. Free isn't the right word, but additional videos. <laughs> free is not the word. Listen, I'm tired. I know you're tired. Thank you. Uh, patrons after a certain rank start getting additional videos that no other people see. They're a little crazy, but uh, people really like them for some reason. They also get exclusive merch that mm. no one else gets uh except when i print second hand merch of that because corolla is obsessed with one thing that i drew a year ago 
you can't blame me. It's perfect. I... It's perfect. Perfect. Lemon Kun, I love you. <laughs> this girl is obsessed with one thing that I designed a year ago. It's my it's my anniversary, and I am allowed to be hysterically obsessed with a lemon. Thank you very much. You you are. I'm not going to tell yeah. you that you yeah. aren't. You love you love that lemon. I. You know, if if I went back in time and was like, hey, there's going to be one thing that you designed that Corolla's just going to eat up, I would never have assumed it'd be that one lemon. Why not? I don't know. It's so cute. Everyone loves it. Everyone does love it. It is very, very cute. It is super, super cute. Uh, So we will be back at the end of the month uh, for a live stream, as we always are. And Corolla, would you like to tell the audience what we're doing next month i mean it's halloween season we're gonna get a little dark we're gonna get a little gritty into the i i don't want to say spooky it's not spooky but you know into the darker realms of bl again yeah we're gonna we're gonna do some spooky stuff to be perfectly honest we're not entirely sure what slant we're gonna take uh so we'd actually love some feedback from you guys If there's a specific way you'd like for us to take this spooky conversation, please let us know in a yield comments or wherever you do interact with this. Uh, We'd love to hear some of your suggestions because while we both do love some spooky shit, uh, this is also of, you know, it's it's sort of a democracy. Love to hear what you guys have to say about that. And we have, you know, one combined Fujin brain cell. So, you know, if... If anyone wants to, yeah, co- contribute to the cause, you know, like yeah, we're open we for suggestions. Yeah, like, we're the- we're super open for that shit. Yeah. So if you guys would like to let us know what you're thinking, let us know. We again, I say it every time. We have some really fucking cool stuff coming up uh, yeah. towards the end of the year, and even getting into next year, we have some really cool stuff that I'm working on on the side. Father has been whoring again. I love uh, the whoring. We love to see it. But thank you to our patrons, thank uh, you. you know, who do get a shout out at the end of the episode. I have not been rattling off your names. It is not because I do not love you. It is because I have been tired. Um, but to our patrons, Lucy H, Amora Blue, Persona Nom Gratin, which is still my favorite, Rin. Weasley, Jamie, Andreasen, Lauren, and Carm, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're so glad to have our patrons. If you want your name listed at the end of the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the Owie Shelf, all the other perks mentioned. Uh, stay safe out there, guys. There's a lot going on. Also, to our listeners in the UK, we do acknowledge that your queen has passed away. We are sorry about that, and that's all we're going to say about it, because colonialism and monarchy is kind of bad. But we are sorry that your queen died. I uh, mean, <laughs> it's kind of a world-changing thing for everyone, regardless you know, it, of how you I feel. Was a sidebar, I'm a cosplay royalist. Like, I love the monarchy as an idea. Hmm. But I do also acknowledge that, like, they're trash and probably shouldn't exist. Like, I love them as a concept. Like, they shouldn't really have any power. They shouldn't have as much money as they do. 
but I like the idea of like, this is Britain. I like that concept. As an American who is black, I don't have anyone that I can look to in power. There's no one that I can feel represented by. We have the one, he's gone. He doesn't want to do it again. <laughs> so, you know, as someone who doesn't have that, I love the monarchy as a concept. Can I also acknowledge that the specific monarchy is high-key trash and is high-key problematic, and there's a lot of diamonds and art and artifacts and mummies that they should give back? Yeah. Yes. Yes. To everyone who genuinely feels like you've lost a part of yourself. I do genuinely apologize. Mm. And I'm sorry that there's been a lot of Americans that have been very, very crass on this topic. And I do apologize for that. To the Irish, the Welsh, those in Cornwall, <laughs> those in Scotland, <laughs> people that are black or of African descent, the indigenous, and also those from many, many islands. Y'all with the memes, I have to let you carry on. I also accept any and all slander towards Charles. That's fine. Especially, I, yes. Again, honestly, didn't I didn't think it would happen in this order. I thought, you know. Yeah, I, I accept she'd any, be here. And, yeah. I accept any and all comments about Charles, specifically tampon ones, specifically the tampon ones. You can make as many tampon jokes about Charles as you want. I mean, I'm still absolutely raving about that one Norwegian commentator on the news who was talking about the proceedings and how things were going to be when they brought the casket. And mm -hmm. he was like, and everyone has to be there. And, Prince, and Princess Anne normally were, walks with the men. And we don't know if she'll do that now, but maybe she will. And Prince Andrew has to be there. Yes, he has to be there, even though he's toxic, radioactive. And I was screaming i can't believe this guy actually said this because everyone else is running around using words like accused and and alleged and this guy was like radioactive and i respect that yeah um oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's true though so yeah there's a lot going on everywhere in the world of again for those of you who genuinely feel like you know you've lost like you know really someone who's very important to you you are definitely in our thoughts and prayers for everyone else who's taking the piss out of it. Uh, just keep in mind that for a lot of people, this is a serious topic. Not saying don't take the piss out of it, but like, uh, so I know a lot of people in England, you know, that's my white virtue signal. I know a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my white virtue signal. I know a lot of white people. Um, I know a lot of people in England, like very closely and like, I remember I was watching the Sky News and there's just people outside like Buckingham Palace just sobbing. Hmm. And it's like, okay, for those people, yeah, I get it. Like, we could probably stand to be less asshole-ish. Or at least, like, pick your battles. So, that's Amanda being a cosplay royalist. Uh, <laughs> it's very soft. It falls apart immediately with any kind of criticism. But I am a very, very soft cosplay royalist. Uh, so be safe out there, guys. There's a lot going on. We will see you at the end of the month for a live stream, and we will see patrons next week. And thank uh, you for a whole year. Thank you for being here for a whole year. Leave any nice comments uh, for Corolla if you'd like, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye! Bye! Mm -hmm.